Welcome to the Best of Women's Fiction podcast. I'm Lainey Cameron, and in this podcast, I interview authors I admire. If you enjoy the podcast, I'd love if you subscribed and gave it some stars. This episode's guest is Leanne Treese. We chat about her unique and innovative divorce novel, Their Last Chance, and the challenges she overcame to bring it into the world. Hey, Leanne. Hello. So this is a fascinating book. And one of the things I loved about it that I'd never seen that's really unique is you tell the story. It's a story of a couple and they're on the verge of divorce, but you tell the story through the point of view of the divorce lawyers as well as the couple, all four points of view, which to me was just so unique. I've never seen anything like that and you did it so well. So tell me about the inspiration for the book and where that idea came from. Sure, well, I had been a practicing divorce attorney for about 20 years, so I had a lot of experience with that and I wanted to demonstrate um, how divorces can get um, kind of out of control without meaning to. So that was one of the themes of the book that I wanted to gather. And then the book does culminate with a reality television show for divorcing couples, couples which is fictional. Um, but that was uh, kind of the, that idea started my thoughts for the book and I worked back from there. So that was like the, the you know, there's like a seed that starts it all. So your seed that starts it all was this idea of a divorce island, basically, where people go and they work through it with a lawyer and everything. Yes, that was the initial idea. And then once I had that concept, I was like, okay, now I need a couple that's going to be on the island. And I did want to bring in the viewpoints of the divorce attorney because that was my experience. And I wanted to demonstrate how, how it actually feels to be the divorce attorney. Sometimes they're very maligned and uh, they could be well-meaning. And I, I really wanted to show them as, as compassionate and have people understand where, where they were coming from with their advice. It's, I remember saying to you, because I have a divorce attorney in my book, that you made me realize mine is probably a bit of a cliche in my book because yours are fully formed characters and you're hearing it from their point of view and they're trying to get the situation to work out the right way. I thought you did it really well. Oh, I appreciate that. And I did not think your character was cliche. I read your book. I mean, there are really tough divorce attorneys that are exactly like that. But if you understand kind of what's going on in their minds, I thought that was be a unique perspective that I could bring as a former divorce attorney. So let's take a look at a couple of reviews for the book first. And then I want to talk about its path to publication, which has been rocky, I'm going to say. And I think people will be really interested in it's a perfect example of you didn't give up. This is a great book and it deserves to be in the world. So let's talk about that after we look at the reviews. So this is a lovely one from I'm going to hopefully not butcher Maria's name, Maria Imbalaseno. She pronounced it with the S. Um, <laughs> And I thought she captured it well. The themes of mistrust, betrayal, balance of power, miscommunication, family and love collide. And it's a realistic study of couples in crisis, funny, touching, sensitive and raw, bringing the reader on an emotional roller coaster. And I looked at some of your reviews and some of the words that popped out at me, absorbing, must read, engaging, entertaining, page turner. Wow. Yeah, I was so proud of all those reviews. That particular one um, was one of my favorites that, that you just quoted because I did think it captured the book, but I was so excited. I put this book on a tour. It was very well received. So I was I was very excited to get those, those positive reviews. So let's talk about the journey because folks may not recognize this cover. It's a new cover. It's a new release of this book, but 
kind of almost came out last year and now it's getting rebranded and recovered. Tell us about that story because I know it was a hard thing to go through. Yeah, so I, um, when I completed the novel, I, uh, it was, um, I want to say purchased, but it was uh, acquired by a small press. And I was happy with that. I had named it and the, the title, the original title was The Language of Divorce. And that was my idea. And if you read the book, you do understand that title. But what had happened was after it came out, um, the title became people thought it was nonfiction or they thought it was a very like sad book, almost like marriage story. If anyone's seen that on Netflix, which it's not like that. So that was so I was a little disappointed with with that uh, receipt. And then this the press went out of print, which was sad. But it was also I considered it maybe good because then and I'm like, now I have an right? Like small presses, unfortunately, do go out of business. It happens. It's one of those things that I don't think it's talked about enough, but it happens. It's, it's normal. And I love that you said, okay, now what? Yeah. So when it went out of business, I was like, well, you know what? That's okay. Because I was struggling. I'll show the old cover. This is what it looked like before. And this was one that gives a different feel, certainly, than the new cover, which is more, oh, that's it. <laughs> you know, so I, um, so I saw it as an opportunity as opposed to something that was bad. I was like, you know what? And I knew it would be hard because it was already released to get an agent or to get another publisher. And I was like, I'm going to publish this, this myself. And it's been a journey that I've really enjoyed um, because I can be a little behind the scenes. I can control some things that I was unable to control before. So although it has been a little rocky, I'm happy where I've landed and I'm very, very excited to get the book out with its new cover that people know this is more of a love story. <laughs> than yeah, it and it's uplifting, right? The ending of this story, I'm not going to give it away, but it's not a sob in the floor if my life is over kind of book. It's an uplifting book. It's actually a realistic book about how do you make or not make relationships work. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. And, and I'm excited to kind of give it more of a chance for people to see that aspect of it. So I appreciate it. And that. it's out now this week with the new cover and re-released. Folks can go find it right now. Yeah. So what if you can remember back to when you were editing this book, did it change a lot over the course of being edited from your first version to the version that it ended up as? Yes, it, it changed a lot. I mean, this is my first book, so certainly it changed in that regard. But but one thing that, that might be interesting that I completely cut out is in the very first version of this book, I put, so my book changes, it has four points of view. And whenever I changed the point of view, I had included in the first draft a background, like something from that person's background, a little chapter, like something that happened in their childhood, that kind of explain why they were acting the way they were in the chapter. But when the book, because I was changing points of view all the time, it ultimately became um, confusing as to who was speaking and where we were in time. So I cut all of those out. But the interesting thing is I learned so much about these characters because I wrote those little vignettes almost um, in the original draft. So I'd almost recommend that writers do that because I know things about them that no one else knows that I actually wrote. So that's what um, they say is that backstory, right? Like, you know it, but so little of it makes it into the book, but it's what informs the actions of the characters in the book. I've heard that, like, it's good to write it, even if it's not there in the final version. Yeah, I really, I didn't realize that I was doing that, but once it was done and I had taken that out, I was like, okay, the book is better, but these characters are better. And I think it was a result that I really knew them because I knew 
what they had experienced before this book started. And while we're on the topic of writing advice, is there any other advice you'd give to other writers based on your kind of unique experience of what you've been through here, but also just as a debut author? Yeah. Um, well, I guess the one is like, so I've wanted to write a book since I was eight and this came out when I was 50. So I'll say, don't give up if you wanted to do it and you just put it off because I put it off forever. But then, then I just wrote every day. So that's what worked for me. There's different paths that work for different people, but writing every day was what worked for me. So that'd be the advice I would give. If you want to do it, just work, write, work on it every day and don't worry about it because half the stuff you're writing is going to get cut anyway. So just, just get the words down and worry about it later. That would be my thoughts. That was a big learning for me. It's definitely something I'm doing differently on book two than book one is not worrying in the first draft that it won't all make it someday, but it's okay. It needs to be there now so that I can keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I think just getting it down for the first draft is, is the most important. And being and if you do it every day, at least for me, then I'm staying in the story. And I find myself thinking about this story a lot. Like I'm at a traffic light and I'm thinking about it. And a lot of my ideas in this book came from me thinking about it in ways that I was not at the computer. You know, like one of my favorite scenes, actually, I thought of while I was swimming in the ocean. So, <laughs> so if you're looking at it every day, you're going to think about it a lot. I think I can guess which scene that might be. <laughs> so do you get a chance to read? Have you read anything good yourself recently? Yeah, I really try to read actually as a practice, not only because I enjoy it, but I think it's important as authors to read other people's books. And I certainly read your book, which I love, The Exit Strategy. But I, the, the uh, author I've most recently discovered is Catherine Center. I can't say enough about how much I love her work and writing. I just finished uh, What You Wish For. But I'm, I am hoping that my books are like her books. You know, they're easy to read, but they incorporate like a little bit of a, a romance along with kind of a serious issue, which is what I'm targeting. So if you like Catherine Center, maybe you like me. <laughs> it's a good tip. Great tip. Um, so anything we've missed that you wanted to make sure you talk about today? No, I, I so appreciate the opportunity to talk about my book and the journey and, and talk to you who I've gotten to know. So so thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Let's show readers and watchers how they can connect with you. And I, I know you're happy to any, answer any questions about your experience of going to a small publisher and then self-publishing your book, which I think is um, you know unique and, and shows resilience, the kind of resilience we all need as writers, right? Yeah. Um, so folks can reach you at Leandrice on Instagram or leandrice.com. Uh, your Instagram there is showing some awesome blurbs as part of your launch, I noticed. You've yeah. you really been getting some fabulous reviews and blurbs from writers and from readers. Yeah, yeah. So I normally, so people know, I don't always post about my books on Instagram. So if you follow me, you're going to see a lot of pictures of my dogs. But uh, but for now, with the uh, relaunch, I'm, I'm including a lot of um, pictures about the, the book and, and trying to get some, some, regenerate some interest because of course a lot of people bought it already under the old title, but I'm hoping people that missed out on the first time around will pick it up this time around. Which is a good tip that if anyone reads it after watching this, please reviews will really help because Leanne really needs reviews against the new beautiful cover that she just brought out for the book. Yeah, thank you. Okay, well, it's been so fun to speak with you. Thanks for doing this. And I'm wishing you all the best of luck now it's out there in its beautiful new form. It much more gets the tone of the book, I think, when you cover Yeah, it. I so appreciate that. I, I really am excited um, to put out my rebranded book. Yay. Bye. Bye-bye. If you'd like to see the video version of this interview and many others, visit bestofwomensfiction.com 
or follow me, Lainey Cameron, on Instagram, where I share these interviews weekly. You can also subscribe right here to the podcast.